I'm gonna cut that out. I'm definitely gonna cut that out. Um, definitely keep it in, dude. Yeah, it's everyone's favorite noise. I don't know how to keep <laughs> that in without, noise. like, just. I'm just gonna do like a Joey's World bass boosted video and just like put a bunch of echo and bass boost on me hacking up along. Okay. Anyway, welcome to another smooth burrito. I'm Frank, and I'm Trevor, and um. Yeah, we're just here. This is a normal episode. We're not talking about cyberpunk, except for, I think, one very small instance. And, <clears throat> um, so yeah, I guess we'll start off with, uh, you've been playing anything cool? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I, uh, started playing Persona 5 Strikers, and I know last time we talked about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, and I was very mad at that game. Uh, and then I talked about Persona 5 Strikers and how I was going to play it. Um, I have different feelings about this one, much better feelings about it, because one of my big complaints with Hyrule Warriors was the the game felt so far away from a Zelda game. Um, and I understand it's supposed to be a Musou game, but some of the things that make Zelda games appealing were just gone. Um, it just didn't feel like a Zelda game at all, where Persona 5 Strikers, on the other hand, feels exactly like a persona game except the combat so like basically encounters the way you encounter uh enemies dungeons the side stuff where you go and build up relationships with other people and kind of fuck around and do whatever hang out live your life day to day and stuff all that stuff still exists um using personas using personas like all that stuff still exists in persona 5 strikers the only difference is that instead of turn-based combat your encounters are like muso based combat um and i fucking love it like that's exactly what i'm looking for right Something honestly that's... that sounds like the only persona game i'd be interested in playing because i'm not really much of a fan of standard jrpg turn-based turn -based combat yeah so that that's what you're looking at here and um you know you're looking at like basically persona 5 the action game <laughs> you know what i mean and uh it still feels so persona it really really does and it has like more anime cutscenes done by the same um art team same voice actors same everything and it's basically a sequel to persona 5 so it like kind of picks up toward the end of the original persona 5 um because this came out before royal did in japan so uh this was kind of like a bridge you know what i mean uh yeah. royal didn't come into play yet so uh yeah this the story so far has been great i'm like four or five hours in story's been great combat feels great the game like persona is just like this comfort food game for me where i play it and it just it like hits that right spot like there's never a time where i'm not in the mood for a persona game and it's like persona and zelda those are like the games that like if i had if i was like stuck on an island and chose to only have like one game it would be like one of those two series right yeah um and persona 5 strikers yeah it really scratches that persona itch um so like if you're not into turn-based combat but you are you know, intrigued by the idea of Persona and its story and all of its other RPG elements, it should be right up your alley. Um, so yeah, uh, nice. I I also played and beat Control. 
on the PS5 because um, it was part of the PS5, PS Plus lineup for February. Uh, so I went through, played that. It has like ray trace, like has a lot of like the PC upgrades in the PS5 version. Pretty significant jump from the PS4 version. So it was good to play a PS5 game that looked like a PS5 game. Um, because to be honest, since the PS5 launched, I've had no like PS5 games to play. There's been like nothing. Um, <clears throat> so that was nice. Play through control. Um, and then I've jumped back into Breath of the Wild and just been fucking around doing the stuff that I haven't done yet. New shrines and shit like that. Nice. I have been playing, aside from a lot of weird random ass fighting games, including the hilarious Mugen Hack Mortal Kombat Quadrilogy, which we'll be seeing more of later today, although uh, for the people listening to this, um, there's a VOD somewhere, probably. Bug me on Twitter at DankPasta2099 if there isn't. Pasta is dank, son. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. I have... Uh... Really, actually, I think that's about it. Um... I've just been playing random fighters. I I checked out the Guilty Gear Strive beta, although I didn't play any of it myself. But I just heard like what my friends were saying and saw footage, and uh, that game is going to be interesting. Let me put it that way. It's yeah, not going to be a Guilty Gear game, but it still might be interesting. Right, right. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, I think. Uh, let me let me let me just review my brain here. Another yeah, game I've been playing, all I'm playing, I forgot to mention, was the Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury that came out. Um, Super Mario 3D World was a Wii U game that like nobody played because nobody had a Wii U. I played it. I did play it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Wii um, U that came with it. Yeah, so this one feels a lot better than the Wii U version because they, they boosted the movement speed Good, on Switch. The Wii U version felt like dog Slow. shit. Yeah, this feels so much better. Uh, it really does. It really feels a lot better to play. And oh. Bowser's Fury is a ton of fun. It's so weird because Bowser's Fury so feels like it should have been Mario Odyssey DLC. It's not a 3D world. Like, it doesn't play like 3D world at all. It's like a open... It feels exactly like Mario Odyssey. Hmm. Which I was like, why is this... Icon to 3D World. Is like Honestly, Mario Odyssey too old for them to give DLC to? or I don't know. I think, um, well, think so th thinking about this, like, I assume that 3D World is made by a different team than Odyssey just because they have so, like, different approaches to, a like, 3D Mario. Yeah. That are diametrically opposed in a lot of ways. Although I do, I honestly am glad that the 3D World people are tacking more towards the odyssey style or if you want to be 100 percent correct super mario 64 style yeah, right bit. but i think that like it's a case of like oh yeah we have two separate teams and they are doing slightly different implementations of the same idea kind of like when mario land 2 or like the original mario land rather had like goombas and buzzy beetles and stuff in it but they like operated differently because it was made by gunpei yogoi and not Shigeru Miyamoto. right so I assume it's a situation like that. And I also don't know how cross-compatible those code bases are. 
Exactly. It well, Bowser's Fury feels really good. It's a it's a it's really fun. Um so yeah, I've been having a blast with that, actually. Nice. And definitely justified like I would have bought this game probably anyway, because I love 3D World. I think it's fun, especially as like a multiplayer Mario game. Uh but to have 3D or to have Bowser's Fury also attached to it made it much more worth the purchase, I think. Nice. Well, I mean, it's like a, it's got to be like a six, seven hour experience because I've already been in, I've already been playing it for like five hours. I'm not done yet. So, damn. None too bad. Let's uh, continue into Nintendo talk. We had a Nintendo Direct recently, and uh, I don't know about you, but I really hope that they announced the Nintoaster finally. The Nintoaster, dude. It was the it's the flagship hardware they showed at the Nintendo Direct today. Yeah. Or the other day. Gonna make it so that you can, like, toast pictures mm. of Mario and Bowser into your toast. Mm. It's Wi-Fi enabled so that, like, your kids don't burn themselves or whatever. Jesus. With this toaster. And all seriousness, uh, tell me about this here Nintendo Direct. I honestly missed a lot of it. Sure. So I'll run through the highlights. You know, there are a lot of games shown. Um, and before I get to my, like, impressions or whatever, uh, I'll just run through, like, the big kind of announcements. So they announced new Smash character. <laughs> sorry, Smash character. Um, Pyra slash Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm a dire fan of Xenoblade Chronicles, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is actually like my favorite one in the series, so this is good for me. I like it. I'm a fan. A lot of people were like, oh no, another anime character with a sword, right? But the this one, um, I would say. Uh, they showed another Monster Hunter Rise trailer. That's going to be the big first half of the year um, game for Nintendo. Uh, it's going to be huge in Japan, and I'm sure it's going to sell really well here because a lot of people jumped on the Monster Hunter train with Monster Hunter World, and Monster Hunter Rise looks great. So they showed a new trailer there. That game comes out next month. Uh, they announced Mario Golf uh, Super Rush, which looks great. Very excited for that. I like Mario sports games. Mario Golf is my favorite Mario sports game, so was happy about that announcement. That'll be fun. Uh, they announced... Project Triangle Strategy, which is the all-time worst name ever made. Um, yeah, only, what it what? All, only followed by Project Octopath Traveler, uh, which <laughs> these these the same developers. Um, Project Triangle Strategy is basically the the follow-up game to Octopath Traveler. I liked Octopath Traveler; thought it was very fun. Um, Triangle Strategy is of the same vein. But it is a tactical RPG instead of a turn-based RPG. The demo is out right now. They shadow dropped that. I played it. It's a lot of fun. It reminds me a ton of Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, so if you are into Final Fantasy Tactics, it should be right up your alley. And I mean, who's not, right? If you like tactical RPGs, like that's the tactical I, RPG in my. I disagree. Okay. I am not much of a fan of that game compared to what the same development studio was doing with Front Mission at the time, but uh, go on. Okay. Um, and then they announced uh, Famicom Detective Games. Uh, these are remakes or reimaginings of the classic Famicom Detective Games, which that seems cool. I'm excited about those. Uh, I will play them. 
uh legend of mana remaster which is great i love this was a ps1 game am i right legend of Mana. Le- i'm not sure i think it was a ps1 game uh, and i remember playing it and it is like one of the ps1 games that due to its art style aged really well like um in terms it just looks like a freaking painting dude it's like it's very deep RPG. It's it's very cool. The art style is great. It looks like they it's an it's definitely an HD remaster of it. It's coming to Switch, so I'm really hyped about that. I'm definitely gonna replay that. Um, Samurai Warriors Five, uh, No More Heroes Three got a new trailer and a release date for August. Um, and then they announced a few other games uh, and Ninja Gaiden trilogy. Uh, those were like my oh yeah it's the big one right uh the most controversial announcement was skyward sword hd um you know they brought anuma in and he was like hi and everybody was like really excited that they were going to see breath of the wild 2 and then two seconds later he was like i know you want to see breath of the wild 2 but we don't have that right now (laughs) here's the one that everyone hates uh but we have this instead um i was excited for this man when he announced it and when they showed it when he was like that we have this instead and then like it cut to the trailer i was like yes skyward sword that's awesome i did not know so many people would be so pissed about this uh yeah i know i I know basically nothing about that game besides its reputation um a lot of people hate it because of the motion controls but they, he went through like how the motion controls work better with the Joy-Con, but you don't have to use them. You can use like a Pro Controller or oh, play it handheld. Christ, can they release? Yeah. Can they release Star Fox Zero on this thing next, please? And do yeah, that. Yeah, I know, right? That would be great to where you don't have to use the Wii U bullshit. Yeah, um, holy shit, that game got really unfairly fucked over by its controls. Right. So. I'm like, okay, well, everyone was mad at Skyward Sword for the controls, and now the controls are fixed, and you can play it on a regular controller. And now everyone's still mad that they're getting Skyward Sword. And it's like, Skyward Sword was a great game. I, it was, like, critically acclaimed. Like, I checked the Metacritic's, like, 93. And even the user score is high. And I checked a few reviews, read a few reviews. It's, like, got, like... A bunch of ten out of tens, nine out of tens. I'm like, where did all the hate from this game come from? This exact same thing has been happening happening to me over the past few days, but it's not the video game. It's actually the show Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> that show's really good, and I don't know where all the hatred came from. Like, I can understand because basically what I did is I didn't watch it because I was coming off the back of Voyager, which is still terrible, by the way. But yeah, uh, long story short, people should revisit some things that like they didn't necessarily interact with instead of uh, hating just on relying it. on old opinions, even if they're out your own old opinions. I know, and like from like I'm a diehard Zelda fan. I've played most Zelda games to completion multiple times, and I return to them regularly. Skyward Sword is one I haven't been able to return to. I played it once when i had a wii which is a very long time ago so i was like super excited to get to play this again in hd without having to use motion controls and i was like oh this is so fucking cool right (laughs) and everybody's so fucking pissed and i just don't get it 
I don't understand where the hate came from. Like the the dungeon design, the like dungeons in Skyward Sword are some of the best in the in the entire series, and I figured people would be happy to get like I mean, Skyward Sword was the most recent mainline Zelda before Breath of the Wild, so I feel like Breath of the Wild doesn't have traditional dun- dungeons. So I figured people would be happy to get like a like a mainline traditional Zelda. And like the old school Zelda fashion with like dungeons and shit. And then not just dungeons, but like some of the best dungeons the series has ever seen. It's like they they did some really creative shit. And in terms of game design with Skyward Sword, I just don't understand the hate for it. Like, I don't get it at all. I don't. I, th- I think that people have trouble separating the control issues that the game had from the rest of the game. Because, you know, when I looked at Star Fox Zero reviews, most of them were just like, game's bad, full stop. And that's not the case with that game either. Controls yeah, I are loved bad. Your the game itself is actually pretty on, fucking uh, good. Robot Boombox, because it, it highlighted that is exactly how I felt about it. Like, this is a good game minus the controls. Yeah, yeah. If you, you can know? fix the controls in that game, same with like the one on DS. Like, if you could fix the controls, the one on DS would be perfectly serviceable. And if you fix the controls and did like a couple other little things to zero, that game would actually be amazing. I know, but yeah, that I was disappointed at how pissed people got, um, and it was unfortunate. But I'm excited about uh, Skyward Sword, and I think a lot of people were upset because they expected this to be like a Zelda direct because the 35th anniversary is this year, but. Um, Mario's 35th anniversary goes until the end of March, so I just I don't know why people expected that. Like, they're not going to unload a bunch of Zelda news when they're still trying to sell you like all the Mario 35th anniversary yeah. shit. You know, they what have I mean? to announce Splatoon. So like, <laughs> so um, <laughs> so Splatoon, yeah, Splatoon three. Did I mention that? Maybe I no, you haven't yet. Like, Okay, Splatoon 3 also got announced, but that's way far out. And maybe that's why I didn't mention it. Because it's like this was most of this stuff is coming this year. I think like 90% of the stuff I mentioned is coming like first half of 2021. Splatoon 3 is a 2022 game. Um, I like Splatoon. I like the series. I played a lot of Splatoon 2 when the Switch launched. Uh I think it's a lot of fun. Um and it has like a lot of original ideas and and shit like that. So Splatoon three, that's a cool announcement, but it's so far away, I can't really get very excited about it because I imagine it's in twenty twenty two sometime and it'll probably get delayed. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, Splatoon three was announced. That was another cool announcement. I thought. I mean, I came away from the direct impressions wise with like seven things I was excited about, which. To me, that's a good direct. Like, I was excited about Mario Golf and Project Triangle, worst name ever, and Skyward Sword and Splatoon 3 and some of the indie titles they showed off and uh, No More Heroes 3 and, like, I I was excited about a lot of shit. And the the thing about this is a lot of people were upset because they were like, okay, it's going to be a 50-minute direct. And they expect 50 minutes of like first party big name titles. And the fact of the matter is it's like you're hating on like the fact that smaller studios or smaller games got time, like indie games got time like at the direct. Like they got two, 
three yeah. minute trailers or whatever, and you had to watch them. You're, you're also hating that... on a Nintendo console that has third party support, which hasn't happened yeah. for the past oh three consoles they've made, basically. Like the Thank GameCube you. had a good chunk, but uh, other than that, when Nintendo's not getting when there's no third party support, nobody wants to buy the console. They like the console's trash. But now that they have 30 third party support and they're riding that during like COVID a little bit, I will admit that Nintendo's like kind of relying a little bit on some of the third party stuff uh, to get them through because there's not as much first party games because I'm sure Japan is struggling a bit with the COVID situation. Yeah. Um, and now people are mad. And I saw, I was like, I listened to other podcasts and shit. And one guy was making a point like, I just don't understand how Nintendo is having such a hard time during COVID because uh, look at Sony and Microsoft. They released brand new consoles and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, Sony and Microsoft might as well have not released brand new consoles because they're impossible to get several months later. Yeah, you Second still can't all, get those fucking things. I just deleted, I actually nuked a story out of this that was like, hey, these consoles are still out of stock because I didn't want to report on old news that's still happening. Yeah, so, and then on top of that, neither studio has released a single game since those consoles launched in November. There has not been a single first-party PlayStation game released since the launch of the console. And Xbox didn't even launch with a first-party game, dude, and they still haven't released one. So, like, people are mad at Nintendo because they don't have enough first-party games, and what... A lot of people's arguments are like, look what Sony and Microsoft are doing. Like, I don't know why Nintendo can't handle it. It's like Sony and Microsoft are doing nothing. It They're like also... literally not doing, not doing anything. I, I played Spider-Man for like a week and now I have nothing. Ratchet and Clank was the next game. It was supposed to be launched window. That didn't come out until like June or July. That and people also need to remember, we're on what? Year four of the Switch at this point? I can't even remember. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to see... The first party titles slow down a bit because like when they announce a console they have front loaded all of the development for that console before the launch window essentially yeah. now like even without covid like you would just see projects thinner on the ground because instead of timing all the projects to release at the same time they're just releasing them when they're finished now yeah so i mean take away the first party aspect of it, but just looking at Nintendo Switch exclusives over the next few months, there's like one I'm excited about every single month. Um, I mean, you've got Bravely Default 2 this month. Uh, we also had Bowser's Fury and Super Mario 3D World this month, but that was a remaster. Um, and then you've got Monster Hunter Rise next month. Uh, you've got Mario Golf uh, in June. There's a couple of things in april but i can't remember them off the top of my head um you've got you have switch online like there's a shitload of older games to play they, now too. yeah yeah uh you got skyward sword in july you've got no more heroes 3 in august like every month there is an exclusive there is like a game to play only on switch that you can't play anywhere else that is like has mass appeal you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, these aren't just like niche titles, right? Mario Golf has mass appeal. Skyward Sword has mass appeal. Like Monster Hunter Rise, huge fucking game. You know what I mean? I don't... And this is the first half of the year. We're not even like in fall. We're not talking about like August to December here. 
Yeah. I mean, I remember when we used to have summer droughts where like no games would come out for three months. Yeah, definitely. Like, people were fucking spoiled, man. Yeah, I I think that like one of the reckonings that the gaming community is due for is being less concentrated around playing like the hot new thing, and you're gonna see this happening across like all media probably. I can just pinpoint this this uh type of the issue because i'm you know in the gaming community or whatever but i think there's gonna probably gonna be a refocus around playing games that you actually want to play instead of shit that just came out and normally this is the part where i would say except for fighting games because you need to remain competitive and blah 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 but even those i'm seeing people turn away from the new releases in favor of old standards that are still fine or like old stuff that they might not have tried yet because you have access to basically everything now yeah, I know, right? Um, I have been chipping away at my backlog quite a bit lately. Like, uh, you know, Control was a backlog game. Went through, finished that. Um, yeah, Control's still on my backlog. And so, I mean, like, there's there's a ton of games that I wanted to play and never got the opportunity to play. Um, Thirteen Sentinels, I played that. Um, you know, I. At Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, that was another one that was like a backlog game because that came out like in November. I, I mean, hell, I played Soldat the other day for a friend's birthday, which is a freeware video game that like might have been old when I was in high school. And that game's right. still crazy fun. And like, there's like, there are video games. If the issue is that you think you don't have enough video games, there are video games. You just have to go find them. I know, and, like, especially when it comes to the Nintendo Switch, man, there's so many games to play. Like, this is one of the most, like, deep libraries Nintendo's ever had on any of their consoles, to be completely honest. Yeah, because it's, like, this is an apology console. Honestly, I think the, uh, the Series X or whatever is going to be the same thing eventually in Microsoft's own way with all the backwards compatibility where, like, Hey, we're apologizing for cack handing the last couple console releases. Here's all the good shit from that on a thing that you actually want to own. Yeah. The and the new consoles, man, it's like I've been I'd say like 80% of the games I've played on them are PS4 games. I'm still just playing PS4 games. Yeah. Like I'm not playing PS5 games right now. So when it comes to like new like Persona Five Strikers, that's a PS4 backwards compatible game. Like it's not a PS5 game. I it's frustrating to me because you know Nintendo, uh, when they released the Switch, 2017, it was like every single month had like a new first party big release. So like it was it was just like an onslaught. Like they did that launch so well. Not to mention they launched with like the best game still to this day on this console. Um and Sony and Microsoft, I mean, November like we're four months in to release of these consoles and like there's it's just empty, it's barren, there's nothing. Yeah, um, it really honestly it really feels like the PlayStation and the Xbonex or whatever, Xbone SX. Whatever the fuck I'm supposed to call this thing. 
got released in some weird early access form. Yeah. Which is, you know, the way a lot of video games in general come out these days. Which is another reason for waiting. Yeah. Like, I want, like, a PS5 only, really, the only PS5 game that exists that's just a PS5 game is Demon's Souls. That's it. And that's not, that doesn't even, like, that technically doesn't count because that's a PS3 it's a remake. Re- it's a remake, yeah. Um, and but, Xbox Series X has nothing. Yeah. Like, not a single first-party game. Like, they were supposed to launch with Halo, and that doesn't even have a release date anymore, so. Yeah, they're targeting summer 2021 for that, I think. Uh, well, bad. that'll probably get pushed, because, like... Yeah, we still haven't even seen it. Well, part of it is that, like, they can't polish up the graphics of these games to look like how people expect them to look, because of the, you know, power issues that we've already gone over. Right. Like, you can't... Unless you sell the console basically at a 100% loss, or, like, one hell of a loss, you can't make a machine that does 4K ray tracing, HDR, uh, like, HFR, 120 hertz, whatever the fuck's, under 700 bucks, or 800 bucks, really. Yeah. I mean, from a hardware perspective, both of the consoles are great. I oh, do yeah. like some of the upgrades that they're getting. Um, frame rate, so much better uh, on even the PS4 games. Like, unless the PS4 game had like a 30 frames per second cap and hadn't been updated, they all run so much better. Like, that alone is worth the stop, ga- like the gap in shit that hasn't released yet. Um, like, being able to play PS4 games that actually run like they should is good. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would hope that the PS4 can run the game the its own games how they're supposed to. You would hope so, but in late in that case. generation. Late yeah. in that generation, man, they were chugging. They were not doing so hot. So anyway, uh was there any other Nintendo Direct stuff that we had? No. Um that's uh, it. Let's move on to a release that I'm excited about. Evil Genius 2 World Domination has a release date now. Uh, have you ever played Evil Genius at all? Uh, it's been a long time, um, and what I've played of it is not much. So, well, Evil Genius, for those who are uninitiated, is a video game that could probably be described way too simply as like a tower defense game mixed with a base building simulator. Yeah, but basically, right. what you have to do is you have your evil genius island, right? And you get to pick of like one of like four geniuses. I think they think four like generic Bond esque bad guys or whatever. Their main character is the obvious Blowfield XP. Um, but you get to pick one of four. They all have different stats and abilities and stuff. And then you have your island, and you get to build it out how you want. And you have to complete, like, basically send guys out to complete evil missions while you defend against the agents and other law enforcement people trying to infiltrate your secret lair. And it's really fun, especially for a game that was barely finished. And they've been working on the sequel for a minute now, after someone realized, hey, this game's really good and nobody knows about it. So on March 30th, 2021, coming up for the PC, uh, it's out, and I am looking forward to it. I will be very angry if one of the only things that I've had hype for does not end up being good, but uh, 
I think it'll be good. Uh, yeah. The trailer. I'll have to good. see if they're gonna do like a like uh, some sort of demo or beta or something. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But yeah, I'm sure that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in unsubstantiated rumor news, first off, GTA Six has apparently like been confirmed as in development by everyone's favorite source, some guy. And apparently might have a female protagonist also from some guy. Disregarding the some guyness, people were already getting angry about this. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, the GTA 6 single player, like GTA single player always just tells a good story to me. And like, it's fun. I don't yeah. care whether I play as a male or a female or whatever. Yeah, because like, it's I... not it's not like a self-insert character like in Cyberpunk or any like saints row or any creative character based thing like when i play gta 5 i'm in it for the story of those three characters when i play gta vice city i'm in it for the story of tommy salami fucking i don't like it when people are like but in every game the player the character is supposed to be me no who says that shut up i feel like say a lot that, of people stop it. feel like that it's so <laughs> it's so stupid it just takes away that like entire respect and aspect of storytelling in games it's like yeah i think part of that is because we have like fudged our definitions so much of like like we say role-playing game and to the layman you'd think oh gta i'm playing the role of whoever the main gta character is but that's not what role-playing game usually means at least in the western sense Usually in like like a Fallout or like an Elder Scrolls or something, you're playing a character of your own creation, and that is the role that you're playing, one that you define, like a tabletop game. Right. But a lot of other games, in, and this isn't a new trend in the slightest, but a lot of other games, especially heavy, heavily story-based ones, you are playing a different character than yourself and experiencing their story, kind of like some sort of interactive movie or something. Heady concept, yeah. I know. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I don't know why you'd be angry about that. Uh, as far as the rumor uh, part about it goes, like, they apparently announced GTA 6 by including some coordinates in, like, uh, the latest GTA DLC that leads to a road in Virginia somewhere that, like, says 6. And on the one hand, I, I have several thoughts on this, actually. On the one hand, Rockstar hasn't shied away from announcing things cryptically like that. On the other hand, it might just be a coincidence. On the third mutant hand, I think a GTA game set in like like the Appalachian Mountains or Virginia or some other like like a non-city location that hasn't been really explored would be interesting. Yeah, it would. I do feel like I don't know. I I feel like we're in for something completely overhauled and new from GTA 5 and GTA 4. Yeah, um, I would hope so. Honestly, yeah. though, I, I assume that, like, I don't even know if this is real. My, most of my brain is like, yeah, this is fake. They're just going to ride the GTA Online cash truck till it blows out. No, there's definitely going to be a GTA 6. The GTA has been trailing off in terms of sales numbers um, for a while. So, I mean, I imagine it's time to get that gta name back in like the, the number one selling game you know what i mean yeah 
get people playing it again. I mean, the consensus is a lot of the player bases. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there playing it, but much of the player base that was there a few years ago is not. So, yeah. I, well, hopefully, if they do do a GTA 6, they're like, whatever their multiplayer component is, is better than the one in five in terms of ease of like use and quality of life. Because, yeah, damn. You can play it for two hours and spend an hour and a half in loading screens. Yeah. Um, in other news, Yuri Geller, famous spoon bending man, has given Nintendo permission to print cadaver on Pokemon cards again, which was honestly a thing that I didn't know they had lost. Famous spoon bending man. He's supposed to be a psychic, but you know, he's a, he's a guy who bends spoons. That's really funny. Um, but yeah, Cadaver hasn't been on a Pokemon trading card in almost twenty years, apparently. Wow. Uh they they have made up other versions like Dark Cadaver and Sabrina's Cadaver, but none of them have spoons in their hands. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that's that's back, I guess. Um Apparently they've just been handling it that like like if you have uh the fucking Abra you can just go into its full evolved form which I guess there isn't a problem with cuz it dumps the spoons. I feel oh, like dumping the spoons would be the solution here but what do I know? Yeah, why did he have to have a spoon? That's my question. Maybe there was something maybe the lawsuit that he won stated hey without his permission you can't show this pokemon sans spoon or not cuz like I would just change it. Yeah, I feel like you could have, like, especially if it was an America-only lawsuit, I feel like you could have the artist for these cards just fucking do it up as a fork real quick, or a spatula, or something else, to where it would, like, be a parody instead of just that guy's thing. And in my opinion, that should cover you. But then again, what do I know? Right. So yeah, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. Another... Less interesting than more blood-boiling things. So, Bomber Girl, which, if you're not aware, is the spinoff of Bomberman, where you play as scantily clad anime women, because, of course, that was previously arcade-only, is coming to the PC via Konami Game Station. Now, if I railed against every single spinoff, like, horny anime spinoff of a mainline franchise, I would never stop doing this podcast. But that's, like, that's not what annoys me. What annoys me is that even if you download this thing to your PC, you don't pay for it once. You have to pay 110 yen per play like it's in an arcade. That's a dollar a throw for a game no, crazy. that you have at home that is just Bomberman. When there are free Bomberman games like that you can play for PC that you don't have to download anything before or anything for and you certainly don't have to pay a, a dollar a throw on and they're still yeah, doing this ridiculous. i don't know who this is targeted at that's ridiculous dude yeah it's not, not targeted at me or anyone i know yeah i don't i don't like i don't get these i guess this is another gotcha game or whatever but like I thought there's the cheaper ways to get your anime waifu fix as well. Yeah, just fucking like open up a tab of internet while you play Bomberman and like put whatever you want on that tab and you have just Save broken the code on how to get the same thing. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, hell hell, load up the horny bomberman artwork from the game. You can find it. You can find it, I'm sure it's easy. Yeah. And free. Yeah. Well. Speaking of easy Maybe. and free, 
So, Elite Dangerous has some uh, EVE Online level shit happening in it now. This was a a very, very hilarious story. Um, not really hilarious, I guess. More interesting. I like, I like when games have uh, real-world social interactions, even if those real-world social interactions happen to be people getting scammed. But what happened is, so Elite Dangerous newbies, like, they all spawn in the noob galaxy, right? And yeah. if you have gone into public, anyone can talk to you. And there are fleet carriers now where you can get in a ship and then it will warp you to somewhere else. So basically, this group was going, saying, hey, new player, you, do you want to get this, uh, like, warp orbs or whatever the hell this uh, new feature that you have to mine from these specific uh, places is we'll take you there and then you can do it and then they basically took the players there and refused to take them back until they just like force mine stuff for them and like they the players who were trapped called out to the fuel rats which is a group of players who go around refueling uh stuck ships in elite dangerous because if you get stuck somewhere you have to blow your ship up you lose all your progress and all your navigational data yada 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 it's annoying so they, the Fuel Rats figured out how to get their own carrier over there to spring these guys from the mining gulag that had been set up. And I find, I find this liminal space between, like, role-playing and having a thing actually happen to you, because it did happen to them, like, these people in the game, but I just find this really interesting. Yeah. It is interesting, man. It is like I don't know how I feel about that stuff, or how honestly how I'm supposed to feel about the stuff when I read it. Well, don't be a dick online. Like the people who are doing the space gulag thing, like fuck them. But yeah, fuck them. But I I think that the idea that you can do that in a game is pretty interesting. Yeah, I would have to agree. I don't know if uh, the the creators of Elite Dangerous are going to do anything about it. If this were Eve, like they would just be told tough titties. But we'll see what happens with them regarding any sort of administrative bans or whatever. Um, but yeah, interesting story. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Let's see here. And now I have to mention Game Stonk. <laughs> oh, God. See, I... Uh... You probably know more about this than I do, honestly. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it at length because it's still ongoing. But basically, a bunch of idiots on Reddit uh, talked up the GME stock. Whether or not it was a pump and dump scheme depends on who you talk to. I sincerely believe that uh, it wasn't. But there's like an infinite short squeeze, yada, yada, yada. could lead to another economic crash. A bunch of people lost money. A bunch of people got money. It's been stupid and fun, and it's still unfolding, and I have one GameStop share, and I'm keeping it. And hell, I bought it at the high watermark of 300 because I'm an idiot, but I think at this point, A, there's still the possibility that a short squeeze might happen somewhere. B, right. even if not, like, holding the stock, if enough people do, makes it really annoying for the hedge fund who has to cover right. shorts and fuck Wall Street. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I like stock. Man. It... <laughs> uh, also, Wall Street Bets is an interesting place, much in the same way that 4chan is an interesting place. Do with that information what you will. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was following it and was like, man, this is insane. I wish I would have like had GameStop stock a while back. It's funny. Uh, I was thinking when like GameStop was like crashing and about to burn, like I was thinking like maybe I should purchase just like a little bit of this extremely cheap price in case something happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think maybe. that like that was like when back when the stock was dragging ass. That was honestly probably not that bad of an idea because. You know, even if you buy like five shares or ten shares or whatever, you're out what thirty bucks if it get if it yeah. got delisted. Didn't and they really do like have a new CEO, so they might legitimately turn the company around, and then Lord knows what happens to the stock price there. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the The stock market is a casino, and I think that uh, this has revealed that to more of the public at large than previously realized. Yeah. I think you're right. But anyway. So, you know that Minecraft Earth thing, right? That thing that uh, they were going to release that uh, had, like, buildable... Like, you could build Minecraft shit in real life. It was an AR thing. Blah, blah, blah. That apparently already came out and is shutting down on June 30th. Oh, wow. I did... Jesus. I was interested I no in that and I didn't out. even know it came out. Yeah, I had no idea it came out either. Like, where did they market this exclusively? Fucking, like, I don't know. I don't see, like, YouTube ads, TikTok, like, somewhere where I wouldn't see coverage on it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I haven't seen it. I, I had no clue either. But, yeah, apparently uh, COVID ate that game's lunch because you don't want to go to the park right now. So, of course it did. Although Pokemon Go was able to survive, so I don't know. Yeah, Pokemon it, Go is a different beast, though. Yeah, that also that game had people deep by the time COVID rolled around. Yeah. Whereas like that like establishing a new brand that makes you go outside during COVID is difficult. And with that news out of the way, let's talk about Stadia for a bit. Everyone's favorite. I'm not excited about Stadia. I don't I'm not a fan of Stadia. <laughs> this is Oh no, it's your more, favorite. It's my favorite. I totally didn't give away the Stadia controller that I got because it has a stupid driver issue and I was never going to use their service or anything. Yeah, it was just like the free Chromecast thing. It was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I think I fucking, like, I literally might have lost that Chromecast. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, yeah, so Stadia is shutting down the uh, Google internal business or uh, Google internal game studios that they had made to change business focus, which is great considering that neither of these two studios put out any games. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen, dude. <laughs> like, Google abandons everything. And it's like Google will abandon things that are being used by people. I know. And then like after Stadia was starting to get so much hate, I was just like, it's just a matter of time, dude. Yeah. I'm sure that whenever Stadia finally got, dies, that one guy in his Stadia hat, in his Stadia room playing Stadia will be really sad. You know, the one guy who doesn't realize right. that OnLive exists or something. Or like xCloud or... Yeah, or the PlayStation whatever. thing. or all, all of these things that do the same thing, and that thing kind of sucks so nobody wants to use it. Right. Exactly. And, and that's uh, not ready for this shit. 
That, that Cyberpunk 2077 patch lagged behind so hard that I put this, uh, like, card in here on January 18th, and that patch came out, like, a month and a half before, or whatever. It's ridiculous, dude. Also, the Terraria dev, this is hilarious. So the Terraria dev, while they were negotiating with him to get Terraria on Stadia, Google nuked his Google account, and he hasn't been able to get back in it for three weeks, and he hasn't been able to get anyone on support, so he got so pissed, he was like, you know what, I'm canceling this for Stadia, and I'm canceling it publicly. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, Man. like, that guy had an opportunity that many of us would relish, which is the ability to call Google out on its bullshit, and he took it. Yeah, dude. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Trash talk that I don't love, or rather, I guess it's not trash talk. It, I, it's time kind of trash talk. So there's a Mortal Kombat uh, competition, or competition, uh, because it doesn't start with a C, so I have to say it with a K. On January 16th, one of the finalists, a guy named Titanium Tigers, was disqualified after he named his Shiva variation, Why Did NRS Do This? Now, yeah, yeah, you got disqualified for this. Now, for those who aren't in the know, Shiva is a character who has a move called the Shiva Stomp that is the most salt-generating move on the face of the Earth online. Personally, I don't get it, but I play Street Fighter the movie where Honda has had the same move for over a decade. So, whatever. But the fact that that small of a joke why would nr why did nrs do this that like no no profanity not even an exclamation point in this username the fact that that could get you disqualified like what the hell nether realm yeah that's that's kind of absurd honestly i need to uh i don't i don't even remember like seeing any any apologies or anything be issued and anyway, of course, now, why did NRS do this? It's just, like, a hashtag for any anyone who wants to give them shit for some some bad decision they've made. But seriously, don't, don't fuck it. Like, why would you do that? Why did yeah. NRS do this? Why did NRS do this? Now I'm going to get banned from Mortal Kombat 11 competition. Oh, no. Do you play that competitively? No. 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 Okay. I don't play that casually. I don't play that casually. Uh, so, I like the idea of Mortal Kombat, but I still can't get around its hokey-ass control scheme. I actually... I don't know. It, it comes... Mortal Kombat control schemes come easier to me than Street Fighter. Just because it's what I was used to when I was younger. I played Mortal Kombat more. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't really play Mortal Kombat at all until, like... I was already playing Street Fighter. Right. And I've always been like a really casual fighting game player, except for I, there was a period in like college where I got obsessed with Smash and played that competitively for a bit. But that's it. Yeah, I'm only like I've I've been getting back into competitive fighting games in recent years, and it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. I'm just not good enough at them, man. I can um, fix that. We can fix that I real easily. That. Oh God. <laughs> well. That would be a hole to dive deep down into. I would like to be better at them. I would. I've I've tried. I've put a lot of time into a few of them, and just I can't. I don't know if it's like my reflexes or reaction time or what it is. It's just 
not what it used to be. Yeah, Same with like first person shooters. I'm a little bit better with those competitively than I am at other games. So like if I had to choose a competitive game, it's probably a first person shooter or a sports game or something. Um, that's, that's interesting because I'm actually better at everything now than I was. Really? Yeah. Like, Man, like I used to be so incredible at like Call of Duty way back in the day. And now, like, I'm probably half as good if, like, you use KD ratio as a standard. Oh, yeah, my KD ratio is still, like, a fuck toilet, don't get me wrong. But I can see that I am, like, it's a bet, I am mid-range toilet instead of bottom-of-list toilet. Right, right. Yeah, that's, like, kind of where I am, where I used to be much higher. Like, I remember in, like, high school, I was, like, I was very good at these games. Yeah, I think for me, it like it's literally because I turned off mouse acceleration in them. Right, right, yeah. and that's a that makes a big difference that I didn't realize. But... No, it really, it really does. Yeah. Uh, this one is just a quick drive by. Um, so Ubisoft apparently has a habit of putting like $10 XP boosters in Assassin's Creed games, which personally, if any game did that to me, I probably wouldn't play it anymore. They did this. I mean, it's optional. You don't have to do it. But the fact that the option is there is unfortunate. Yeah. But it's a single player game. So I'm just like, whatever. Um, It'll probably cut the play time down from it it basically cuts the grinding out of the game if you want to mainline the story yeah, um, because I, I there guess, is but some nope. like level cap stuff especially with odyssey where like you need to be this certain level to get to this area or everything just wallops you um, i guess but that should be a difficulty mode not a ten dollar add-on i agree yeah. like and apparently they stuck one in the new ass creed game valhalla like, after people had talked about it for a bunch, and then it got out of the news cycle, and, you know, people were talking about Cyberpunk, because this news is a little old, it comes from, like, December 16th or something. But, while people were talking about Cyberpunk, they just shoved that in. Which, uh... Nice! Good! I'm glad yeah. that game companies continue to be game companies. And speaking of game companies continuing to be game companies... Let's talk about two. Th Let's talk about the double-sided coin that is Blizzard right now. Yeah. Oh God. We want to. Let's not go into the whole presentation shit because there's a ton of stuff in there. I don't even like care. Yeah, about. I don't. I don't know the specifics. I have one thing that I want to talk about. Technically two, but yeah. Diablo two remastered is coming out, and it looks like it's done by that StarCraft remastered team in the same style, where it's the same game logic under the hood. There is just the people that the new studio they acquired. That did like the Tony Hawk remakes and the Crash Bandicoot remakes. Oh, Vicarious Visions is behind this. Yeah. Oh, this also is gonna be a real good fucking game though. on this. Yeah, apparently they also helped on the Diablo two remaster. Especially so. since like the fucking like the Activision infection hasn't set into them yet. Yeah, this will be right. a real good experience. I think. But I yeah, think it, so looks, it looks Everything great. Everything's at sixty. The graphics engine is in 3D. I assume they're going to be doing another toggle switch like they did in the StarCraft remaster where you can just toggle between old and new graphics types automatically. All it the game really logic good. under the hood looks to be the same, which means it'll play the same. The only quality of life enhancement that I'm hoping they add is that Diablo 3 made it so that you could just call a town portal and not have to have a scroll on you. 
And managing scrolls while not incredibly annoying was one of those things that was utterly completely pointless because you it's would necessarily annoying. You would always have scrolls, and if you're down to your last scroll, you're going to pick up more scrolls, which means that you always have scrolls. There's no point. Yeah, there's no point. Just give me a fucking town portal button if you're going to do that. Yeah. Which they did, and I hope they do it again. But Yeah, it yeah. looked really good. The trailer is incredible, and it comes out this year. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to play some Diablo 2 more. I think I will go... I think I'll go Necro. I really... Yeah, like... me too. <laughs> that was my favorite in Diablo 2, man. It was so good. That's the thing. I played like I used to play Smite Paladin whenever I would play Diablo 2, and then I tried Barbarian, and that was fun, especially with the stupid shit that you could do with the jumping to like uh, get around a lot of like shit that the game was trying to do to you. Um, yeah, I want to try the Necro out. I tried him a little bit back in the day, and I played him in Diablo 3, but the Diablo 3 Necro okay. was Diablo fucking. 3, like, we went he's back a to, steamroller. Yeah. You can fucking tank with him if you have like bone armor anything yeah that and the fact that i got like a really really good drop instantly just made that game completely fucking like just there's no point to playing it now i just win right but yeah i'm looking forward to that on the flip side of this coin 10 months and this this article is also slightly old so i apologize if the, any of this has changed but i don't think it has Ten months after release, Warcraft 3 Reforged is still missing these features. Ranked ladder, clans, player profiles, and custom campaigns. All features that Warcraft 3 relied on for its, you know, the fact that Warcraft 3 has lasted this long, and up until Reforged came out, you could probably find people still playing, like, you know, all the weird, like, custom modes and shit, like, fucking literally the first Dota or... Um, yeah, that one tower defense mode that everyone played, or like a bunch of stuff. And I can't believe yeah. this thing has just been left out to dry like this. It really has. Um, and it, yeah, you're right. It's surprising to me too, man. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I I don't really have much more to say about that other than hey, maybe uh, hop like maybe the next thing Vicarious Visions could do is uh, toss a couple coders that game's way. You know, just finish it. Finish it. Yeah, whenever I found out that I was disappointed that Vicarious Visions was being acquired because they'd done so many great remasters, you know. Um, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, Blizzard needs quality devs to do. Like, I knew this was the Diablo 2 stuff. So, yeah, well, it, uh... everything I'm seeing looks good. Um, so, yeah. I'm we'll happy. have to see if down the road Vicarious Visions succumbs to Activision Disease. Activision yeah, Disease seems to strike without warning, unlike EA Disease, which has a pretty easy-to-follow pattern. And one like new studio has fallen too. into this pattern. Codemasters has been acquired That's by true. EA. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> And they're going to remain an independent group after EA acquisition. Where have I heard this before? Yeah, I know. Pour one it... out for Westwood kids, and if you don't know what that is, go on Wikipedia. Um, yeah, the uh, these are the guys that made Dirt, right? Yeah, they make Dirt. Yeah. Or the older Colin McRae or Alley games that became Dirt. They make a lot of racing stuff. The new Dirt game that came out for the next-gen console is pretty damn good, honestly. 
Dirt yeah. Five, I think it is. Yeah, yeah like I Plays played well. like Dirt Rally and Dirt. Like I have Dirt Two. It's they're all fun games. Like, and honestly, if EA were smart, they would just let them do their thing because I don't know why they're getting sold or, or if they like went bankrupt or something. They need but... the acquisition. Mostly, I don't know. Yeah, but like. They do one thing and they do it well, and the only thing that EA should maybe do is give them the Need for Speed license. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Maybe it's maybe it's something for Need for Speed. But then again, I also worry about that because Need for Speed is fully injected full of that like FIFA Ultimate Team competitive card microtransaction bullshit. Yep. But then my my buddy was like just speculating as to what they're going to do uh, to these F1 games. And he's like, we're going to see a lot of stupid, like custom car skins that you can get and stuff. Yeah. But it's not like FIFA ultimate team. There's only 12 drivers, right? Or whatever. Right. right. My F1 co- membership card has lapsed. So I might have angered someone with getting the amount of drivers wrong, but, like, there's not, like, multiple teams with multiple players or anything. Like, you can't... It's not like Madden or FIFA where, like, you've got... They go way back in Madden. I know that for sure. My brother gets into that a little bit. And, like, they have fucking cards for players that played, like, fucking 40 years ago. Fuck, they might do that with the F1 games then. Yeah. I, that's a route I hadn't considered. They could totally have legacy drivers. Yeah. And then, like, they have different cards for different years of certain players, too. So, like, you might have, like, Aaron Rodgers' MVP season card, you know, where it's, like, a fucking perfect card compared to the regular Aaron Rodgers card that's not that. Yeah, you know, like they they figure out all the ways to make money. Dude. It's just baseball cards that you can then use in the video game, really. Yeah, essentially, which is a genius way to try to make money. Yeah, yeah, that. genius to the tune of like eight eighty million dollars or something like that. I can't remember yeah. what the exact number was. It's got collect this digital fucking card. Collect an money. access code. <laughs> For data that you have already downloaded. Yep. Video games. Good stuff, man. Anyway, let's let's uh let's I think go out on a positive note here. Got a couple p- bits of news from Microsoft that are interesting. The first is a quick one. Halo Master Chief Collection is testing mouse and keyboard support for consoles. Yeah, I saw this, um, and I've been hearing this for a minute not just for Master Chief Collection, but like a lot of, a few other games as well. So it seems interesting for sure. You think they're going to go through with it? I think so. Um, especially now that these consoles are almost like essentially PCs and yeah. a lot of people are buying them as cheap PC replacements. Yeah, especially like, given the fact, like, you know, they have USB ports. Gone are the days where like, and I have to buy the SNES mouse because it's for the SNES. Right. And with the cross-platform play, like, PC players being able to play with, like, Xbox and PlayStation players, it's like, PC will always have the upper upper hand unless you give console players the option to get on that level. Yeah. And a final piece of news. So the X-Bone sex 
has the, the sex bone the sex the bone there we go the sex, sex bone has a new fps boost feature to older games and it boosts the frame rate dramatically in specific older games when you play them on a next-gen xbox this is kind of like what the 360 could do to halo 2 back in the day yeah i like this this is great that's what i'm looking for and i've noticed it in some games on like the ps5 which they don't have like this fps boost feature but um, in games that ran at 30 frames per second but had unlocked frame rates on the PS4, uh, if you play them on the PS5, those unlocked frame rates are significantly higher um, nice. for a lot of those games. I remember I went back to Sekiro recently, um, and it ran at 30 on the PS4, and it definitely runs higher. I think I like looked it up, tried to find a Digital Foundry video on it or something. I do... And, uh, like the language here where it's like specific video games because X Microsoft just bought Bethesda. Right. And yeah. Literally all of their physics are still tied to the frame rate. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I looked up the specifics on Sekiro and it's like, yeah, it runs like twenty frames higher than it did on the PS4. With like no update or any effort put into the game whatsoever. It's just the PS5 just runs it better. It's just like that. Like um because the frame rate wasn't like manually locked at 30 or whatever yeah uh so yeah it's interesting um i'm hoping sony does something similar um and we can take like even more ps4 games or whatever and just expect higher frame rates and better performance out of them yeah and i also like this trend in general because this means that like if i buy a sex bone or whatever the sex bone 2 is going to be called um then it will probably retain that backwards compatibility and like i don't have to worry about for instance my ps3 which is fine right now don't get me wrong but i don't like you know if that were a 360 a that might not be an accurate assessment of the situation and b that thing could just die for both of those consoles at this point so having a piece of modern hardware that like can run all this stuff that I can either get a replacement for or get repaired with very, very little hassle to me is valuable. So I look forward to eventually buying a sex bone just for the emulation features, I think. I yeah. guess emulation's the wrong term, but backwards compatibility, you know. Yeah, the Game Pass and backwards compatibility is like the thing that Xbox really has going for it. Um, you pick it up day one, you have a ton of games available to you to play. Um, and a lot of them run really well, so... Yeah, it's the boomer console. Yeah. I mean comes, I've comes never been with a fan Monster of, Energy Drink. I've never been a huge fan of the Xbox exclusives, to be real honest. Um and I Oh why you don't like Halo? And I dislike the lack of Japanese <laughs> uh video games that exist on the console. It's just like like Japanese devs just like refuse to make games for Xbox. <laughs> I can understand like. why, like, although it really is a chicken and egg situation, or I guess a catch-22, or some some sort of situational metaphor that I can't quite get through my head right now, but, like, <laughs> the Japanese devs don't buy, dev on Xbox because no one buys an Xbox in Japan. In no one buys an Xbox in Japan because the Japanese devs don't make games don't, for them. Yes, exactly. Like, if I... I see things pop up on my PS5, like Atelier Ryza ease nine like you know persona five strikers uh just like these obscure jrpgs that like are my type of games like those are very 
specifically targeted at people that are fans of jrpgs you know like that's my shit i see a new jrpg pop up i'm instantly interested in researching it see if it's good um, if i've never heard of it i'm like oh yeah i want to fucking see if this is awesome and, and yeah. if i like it i'll buy it um, i do think that in the future you're going to see that less especially as like these consoles basically just keep converging on like code base and feature set to where they're both just slightly different flavors of pc and you can like x86 dev and then just target the platform i know like, i i feel like it'd be very easy for a lot a lot of these games to just exist on xbox at very little effort and the japanese devs are just like nah i think that like, uh yeah. like part of it is them not knowing how much they're going to sell like if they put it on xbox because like the japanese audience already has it and the american audience for these games is question marks I also I think it would help if Microsoft would back the money truck up to make sure that like they're guaranteed to get some sort of return, but then you might run into an issue where like these games become exclusives. I I don't know this whole this whole co like different console ecosystem thing is a bit of a mess. No, it's definitely it definitely is, but like yeah, to that point, it's just. There's a ton of things to play on Xbox, but like if you like JRPGs or if you're not a fan of like the first party Xbox games, then Game Pass is full of older games and Xbox exclusives that don't really interest you and are honestly for the past one and a half generations are very mediocre. Um, yeah, I can't really think of like what's an Xbox exclusive that like aside from like Forza Horizons. That's all I can think games. of. The Gears games are decent, have a pretty hardcore following by a small group of people. Um, the Forza games are great. They're great racing games. Um, but Gran Turismo is just as good, if not better in some aspects. Uh, mm -hmm. For like Sony does not have a Forza Horizon type game. So like if we're looking at that, if we're looking no. at like like Forza Horizon is like one of my favorite racing games. I fucking love it, and I still play it. That regularly. was supposed to be Drive Club, I think, but that didn't go well. Drive Club was horrible, so bad, such a bad game. I still think like it's not Drive Club. It's EA's The Crew, but two like The Crew Two, but one of those games I still have a copy of just to play it for jokes. Like Dirt fills that void or fills that void a little bit, um, but it's not like fully open world like uh forza horizon is where you just like cruise around and do all these fucking little things you know whatever you want burn time yeah and dude and forza horizon runs flawlessly on like every console it exists on so oh yeah those forza um, games have always been like well-oiled machines yeah so i mean we'll see what happens with microsoft and their new first party acquisitions uh they have a lot of new games in the pipeline. None of them have release dates or even gameplay trailers at this point. Um, so it's a lot of speculation, to be honest. And who knows when the fuck these things are going to come out. And when owning an Xbox, a sex box series sex <laughs> uh, would actually be worth. I don't know uh, what I'm time. titling this episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think on that note, was there anything else that you had to add? No, that's it, man. Uh, well, wait, there was some Joy-Con that were announced at that Nintendo Direct that were Zelda specific Joy-Con that I'm really into and really excited about, and they look really dope. Oh, that's, that's cool. It. They're like blue, and like one has like symbols from like 
the master sword and the other has symbols from like the Hylian shield and looks really cool. That's right. Well, I think on that note, I'm going to uh, go ahead and call this episode of the Smooth Burrito adjourned because also I have to start the pre-show for the thing that I'm running on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Robot Boombox every other Saturday if you want to see some real dumb fighting games. But real, real dumb fighting games. It's fist fight in a movie. <laughs> I also run movies. Anyway, that's going to be it for us. All right, take it easy.